All right, so welcome into this week's edition of More Than Marketing. I'm Rob Johnson. So this week, I'm down here in Louisville. I'm doing a setup uh, with John Stone and the gang. We're finishing up the Speakeasy project, which we announced mm-hmm. earlier this week. So Super excited for the Speakeasy um, podcast network. Me too. I think it's going to be... Uh, I'm going to say revolutionary. Revolutionary. <laughs> so, I'm not going to argue with you on that one. But what I want to do is let's table that to the end of the show. What we want to do today is break down the value of podcasting in 2020 and why it's such a popular platform. So my background, so I started podcasting in 2014, um, and it was much easier to scale and grow a podcast six years ago than it is now because right now in the space there's so much noise. There's so many people doing it. So back then, it was really easy to start a show and get a thousand listeners per episode. Now, the average is about 50 to 75 an episode for a new podcast on the market, unless you're NPR or Smodcast or you have you know, a podcast network behind you, which is one of the valuable assets that we're bringing out with Speakeasy. But so that's my background. I've done probably four shows and they've ranged between 1,000 and 10,000 listeners. But you're fairly new to the space. Yeah, I'm pretty new. I've kind of more been in the background with you on the podcasting side of house, learning from you, and then also learning a lot as we get ready to set up the studio. So my background is about four podcasts with the other guy on the other <laughs> mic. So, the, but, so yeah. yeah. So the good thing is, so I get to interview you then. So I get to get your perspective of what you found valuable in podcasting as primarily a listener mm-hmm. rather than from the perspective of being a host. So so I guess, when did you first start getting into the podcasting space as a listener? It's the typical, I guess, 30-year-old or 25 to 30-year-old white male story. Of, uh, I found Joe Rogan because I do Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu, which is, you know, the current, I guess you could say, the king of podcasts right now. Where Absolutely. You say that? I mean, yeah. well, how many listeners does he get per episode it's over two million two million per episode he brought bernie on he got what like 15 million or something it's crazy. like that like around that number i yeah. wish we had young jamie to, to fact check me on that <laughs> right one, but, one day yeah no um yeah i started listening to joe rogan a, a lot a lot and that kind of moved on more of the comedic um podcast from there um and and just a lot of people that joe rogan kind of introduced me like dan carlin's hardcore history yeah the amazing long long form podcast series mm-hmm. um jordan peterson's an interesting person to listen to um so yeah i got it kind of got introduced to that um your mom's house with tom and christina yep which are two comedians the um, church of what's happening now yeah joey church of what's happening podcast. Joey so yeah a lot of them stirred <laughs> from joe rogan but um, when I got into Louisville, I started listening to the Bourbon Pursuit podcast, and that's really like what got me more onto the educational side of things, because yeah. I started becoming a big bourbon drinker there for a little bit. Maybe maybe too much. Um, maybe like two to $300 bottles um, every <laughs> single month. It's like too much. But I can thank, thank the guys at um, the um, Bourbon Pursuit podcast for that one. And then, yeah, I moved on from there, especially as I started selling for our own company. I started listening to a lot of uh, sales podcasts as well. Yeah. Um, and those have been highly valuable. So I guess the great thing about podcasts is, is that if you have a hobby or you have something you need to learn, there is a great series available. I mean, you as well. We listen to Neil Patel and Eric Sue with their 
uh, morning marketing show that's you know five minutes long. We listen to multiple different SEO podcasts, different mm-hmm. uh, marketing podcasts. It's just a handful of them out there. Yeah, I think, think you can think of. I think the shift for podcasting really started on the uptick with Serial. So for those of you who haven't listened to it, Serial is by far the most listened to mini series um, on all of iTunes. So Serial basically was a 10 episode catalog of the story of Adnan Syed and, and Heyman Lee and the, the murder of Heyman Lee and either the, the rightful or wrongful <clears throat> conviction of um, Adnan Syed. And the people at This American Life really blew that show up because of the way they interlaced storytelling. It's almost like uh, comic books would do this a lot. They would do graphic novels, but they would they would have sound effects and they would have different role players. Mm-hmm. So the way Serial interlaced this podcast together was almost like a film, A role and B role and different characters and people coming in and out and the way it was mastered. Like the whole show was really a work of art. And people started picking up on what you could do with the audio setting and the fact that you could carry audio on the go. So you don't have to be looking at a screen. You can do it when you're running. You can do it when you're on the train. Um, It's much easier to consume. And then I think that was right around 2016, you saw the number of podcasts going upward. And especially in the category of true crime, that category in particular exploded. So Serial did podcasting a favor and a disservice in that now it's a very clouded market space, but the people that are doing it right, the people that are staying consistent are continually rising to the top. And that's what we're seeing right now. So I think what we want to get into is some of the statistics on podcasts. Mm-hmm. And, and right now, um, depending on what article you pull, we're looking at you know 60 to 80 million Americans have listened to a podcast in the last year. So the marketplace is very, very wide. And the cool thing about that too is for advertising and just even for demographics for education, it's much easier to narrow your focus, which is why a marketing statistic that we use is CPM, cost per milli. So how much money are you spending to reach a 1,000 people? On Facebook, that number is $7. Podcasting, it's between 25 and 50 depending on what type of market you're in. So you're anywhere between four and eight times more expensive to advertise on a podcast. But the audience is much more concentrated. Mm-hmm. It's much more focused, and people are more likely to buy from a podcast than a Facebook ad if if the dollars and the audiences are even. So I think that's really fascinating. Well, the message, too, on that is, is familiar. And I think the message, too, is familiar on that. I think that that's important and part of the success to talk about because there's a big difference between, you know, scrolling through a random ad that might be you know, a video ad, it might not be, it might just be a still, which, you know, don't perform as well, as opposed to, you know, your favorite host of the podcast that you've been listening to for the past two, three, four months to, you know, two, three, four years is now telling you about a product that you should buy. And they're going to put some, um, usually some passion in there because, well, that's who's paying the bills for them to keep running that podcast too. Yeah. And a lot of times these podcasts, there's, there's more, um, What's the word I'm looking for? There's more trust in it too, because typically podcasters, it, from that I've been coming across, usually advertise the products that they're using. There's a lot more integrity in the space, absolutely. Yes, for sure. You, granted, you do have the people that will advertise anything. Like for a while there, it seemed like every podcast in the game was advertising me undies, <laughs> and True. that was like the big banner ad for like 2016, 2017. But like. It's nice to see, you know, we've talked about Rogan. Rogan only advertises things that he uses and things that he's familiar with. 
because a lot of it too is reputation. And when you look at a podcast the proper way, you're looking at a podcast the way that we look at business and relationships. You're growing something to, to facilitate an audience to where you want to make sure that your reputation is consistent with them as well. That's really important. How can you keep an audience flourishing if you're selling them things that you know are crap? Mm-hmm. And that's a big part of podcasting. So essentially, when you are doing a podcast, whether you're a hobbyist or you're a corporation, you need to have that level of integrity to establish an audience and to establish a brand. Most podcasts don't make it past 15 episodes. And the ones that do are the most likely to receive advertising and to receive um, audience and be able to interact on platforms like Patreon and the like. For sure. So what has been the most intriguing thing for you about the podcast space is we're, you know, starting a new company in, in that area. Intriguing. Yeah. I find most interesting. Yeah. About. If you were selling it or if you were telling someone, here's why, here's why, Here, um, here's why they should be in the podcast space. Not necessarily as a host or as a buyer, but even as a listener. As a li- well, I'm going to start as like a host, uh, start off with a host up front about like why you should why you need to be in the good podcast studio space too and why more importantly you need to be consistent this podcast has been brought to you by speakeasy network (laughs) (laughs) but no i see i do see like because the cool thing is is like there is a niche for every single market out there like i got some friends up in michigan who just started a video game podcast yeah we want to give them a little what's it called uh gaming along right (laughs) gaming Gaming along along. yeah with very good and kane diesel and it's very good doing a really good job and they talk weekly about you know video games and And they're consistent that's the thing is like they're consistent and their socials are i think really good and i hope i don't know the numbers but i hope it's continually growing because i I think think they're on like episode 30 or 40 and we started listening to like episode four, I think. Uh huh. So yeah, but, but go on. Sorry. And right away, I know I get too. I'll tell right. you one thing they were excited about. Like every single time, Jeff has been saying, like even on episode two, we're like, thank you to our fifty, our fifty downloads. Yeah. Which is exciting stuff. That's really good. You get fifty people to listen to an episode, and like you can be proud of that. But if you keep doing that over and you're staying consistent with doing the show. It's going to pick up traction, but you also have to make sure that you're marketing a little bit well, too. So a lot of people will put, you know, podcasts out there every two months and they'll put in like two spaces. They might make one social media post, you know, to their grandmother and um, Aunt Susan. Yeah. Like, listen to my podcast, and then they're wondering why they're not getting any downloads. Yeah. So Aunt Susan doesn't know what a podcast yeah. is. But as far as why you want to be in the podcast field, well, from a business side of things, especially if you... Or, you know, a consultant, a business coach, a real estate person, a financial advisor. Um, a lot of what people are doing with podcasts is they're becoming almost subject matter experts in their fields and they're creating an additional source of revenue from it. Yeah. Which is pretty interesting. Not just from the advertisers that they're pulling in, but also just from the engagement they're get, that they're getting. I mean, there's been so many businesses I've listened to who started a podcast for fun and then, or not even business, hobbyists who have started a podcast for fun and they start gaining enough traction. And then all of a sudden other, you know, companies and events are reaching out to them and they're like, hey, we're doing a keynote or hey, we're doing a TED talk, whatever it may be. And we yeah. like what you've been putting down. You want to come speak to this group of people? Yeah. Or hey, you want to come speak to my entire company and talk to them about how we should be doing this? Yeah. It's yeah. a good way for them to build their portfolio. For sure. And that's and that's a big thing. And even you mentioned not only are they building something for educational purposes, 
but they can also have sideline revenue if they can match mm-hmm. with advertisers that fit in their field. The other thing too um, that, that I think we've done really well is the transparency. Our most popular episode is how we lost a client. Like to date, that's still the most downloaded. Yeah. Because that, I think that's the most intriguing because people are like, you, like, even when I go to like business networks and talk to them about this, like you, you talked about how you lost a client. Like that's a cardinal sin. Yeah. Like you need to, you need to portray that you've never lost a client. And I'm like, uh, that is unrealistic to think that you're never going to lose a client. Like not only will I tell you how I did it, I'll tell you how much money we lost and, and where we failed and where we learned because that last thing is the most important thing. Don't worry, according to Rob, we're going to be doing some more of those soon. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's and that's important though. I think that's really important to be. I know you do too. It's it's really important to do that as a business because if you portray that you're perfect, then it's much harder when you actually do fall. When you become Enron overnight, and Martha Stewart, <laughs> you will quickly learn that that facade of perfection quickly fades when someone finds out who you are. For sure, absolutely. That's it. And we're driving the company. It's us. It's our reputation. It's mm-hmm. our brand. It's, it's our character. It's our integrity. Everything is on the line. And when we go and meet with people, I want them to meet the people that are on the podcast. Yeah. I don't go on there and say I'm the best advertiser in the game because I'm not. I have so much more to learn. But we have enough and we're doing well enough and we have the data to show that we should be in this space yeah. for small businesses. So I think something, too, we can add on that as we're talking about the, you know, different business owners and people starting their podcasts. I mean, we are an advertising company, so I'd like to talk about advertising and yeah. the the numbers, the numbers side of advertising for podcasts are, you know, incredibly advantaged, advantageous for a lot of people because it does create that. If you keep consistent with it and you get past that, um, you know, really the $500 mark, you start being able to 500 get your, downloads or 500. Yes. Thank you. 500 yeah. download mark. You start being able to monetize your podcast a little bit and, and get advertisers on there. Yeah. So the numbers that we like to start out with, cause they're kind of easy to figure. What is it? The average, um, average av- price of advertisers willing to pay for a 30 second spot for a episode that ha- or a show that has on average a thousand downloads is 25 bucks. Yep. Right, twenty five bucks times three. Yeah. What is that? Yeah, it's like seventy five bucks, and that's and then you times that by four. Yeah, you know so now you have that. Sorry, you're, you're good. Three hundred bucks a month in revenue. I'm yeah. good. I Just got with a thousand downloads. <laughs> yeah, and, and that's the thing is is if you can match, and the important thing too to realize in the advertising space is not to get advertisers that don't match with your brand, mm-hmm. right? So if you're launching a um, like I, I had some friends, so we used to do the uh, Money and Power podcast, and we did like I think seventy five episodes of that. But when Mike Bloomberg was starting to announce that he was going to start throwing out money into podcasting. Like one of them texted me up and like, how much do you think, how much work do you think it would take to get that Mike Bloomberg money? I'm like, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> I'll sell out for a little, you know, a little political money. Yeah. <laughs> but that was a really good. That I was bet a, you Mike Bloomberg wish he had some of that money back right now. Though. Sure. No, I think he's fine. <laughs> he's, yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he's fine. He's not in the poorhouse. <laughs> but like that, that's a good example of like how for us, like, because we talked a lot about between independent and conservative politics for us to take Mike Bloomberg on would be out of our integrity and Mm. out of the spirit of the show. It'd be like if you hosted a Hillary Clinton podcast and then you were selling MAGA hats on the mid roll, (laughs) you know, (laughs) that episode of between two ferns. 
You ever see that with, with him and Killer? Yeah. yeah, and he put he puts on the Trump ad like in the middle of their segment. Yeah, <laughs> it was a little off topic. Just made me think of it. Well, the best part of that sketch is at the end. He's like, "What's the best way to contact you?" <laughs> Email. <laughs> but that's beside the point. I think the 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 whole thing is when you're picking advertisers. Sometimes we have to say no to people that don't match with our values mm-hmm. or that don't even match with our brand, you know. Um, and that's a really big thing. So picking your advertisers, making sure you're keeping things consistent because it's not about the money. It's about the audience. It's about making sure you're fostering that audience and you're doing a really good job on building and growing because that audience is what's going to support the show, yeah. you know. For sure. So I have one more thing I want to talk about, and this is time. The most frustrating thing about people that are in the podcast space is they do 10 episodes. And they're like, why am I not Joe Rogan? Or less. Or less. Yeah. And they're like, why am I not NPR level or Kevin Smith or you know any number of people that have been doing it? You know, Kevin Smith's been doing podcasts for 13 years. Hmm. And Smodcast is probably the biggest podcast network on the planet. It's time. I tell people, if you can do one episode a week, you drop every Monday or every Wednesday or every Friday, you don't miss an episode, and you do 52 episodes in the first year, I guarantee you, you'll be over 1,000 downloads an episode. If you're consistent, if your message is on point, if your audio doesn't suck, like if you have all these good things going for you and you stick with it, you'll be in a good spot. If you get to 10 episodes and you're like, why am I not famous? Why don't I have advertisers knocking on my door? you're going to be very disappointed and you're going to get discouraged and you're going to quit. Mm-hmm. So if you're not going to invest the time, don't waste the money on the equipment. Absolutely. Don't even bother. Don't even bother doing it at all. Mm-hmm. That's my rant. I agree with you. <laughs> I agree with you on that. There's, um, there's a lot of inconsistency with it. And um, there's a lot of times where you, you get a cycle too. Um, you know, a lot of the guys who are doing it successfully, it's not only their time commitment, it's their content commitment too. It's them, um, you know, having their first 50 episodes, you know, drawn out before they even get up there in front of the mic. Yeah. That helps. You know, if you're going in there blind every single week, um, trying to pick a topic to talk about, then there's going to be a lot of inconsistencies in your podcast and in your message. And people are going to start to be like, well, I think I've heard this before. That doesn't make any sense. Or he doesn't seem to have the stats here because I just heard it from another episode. Yep. This is different. So it's not just a random don't get me wrong, there's plenty of room for randomness, but you need to have a good sketched out of like a good outline of your podcast before you're going to jump on there and do it. It's going to keep everything a lot better and a lot more organized. Yeah, and for us, like I did an episode, I think it was two episodes ago because we hadn't put up an episode in like a month, I think. And yeah. and we talk a lot about consistency, so it's important again for that transparency angle. Sometimes things take precedence. Mm-hmm. Like if we're building out a studio and we're building essentially two more companies down here in Louisville, that takes precedence over the podcast or over the blog. And that's okay because we're going to circle back to it and we're going to keep it going. I'm not looking to make more than marketing the most successful podcast of all time. It won't be because it's a marketing podcast. <laughs> Just being straight up. <laughs> no yeah. one, like no one, unless you're in the marketing space or in the entrepreneurial space is, is, is listening um, because it's not what the audience is for. It's very niche. That is the difference is you need to understand what market you're in and you also need to stay in your lane. Like certain niche podcasts Mm. are only going to grow so big. Like if you have a podcast about flying drones, 
just make sure you know <laughs> it's not going to get very big, but it could be very community driven. Yeah, and where you're at, and that's an okay thing. If you got, I'd rather have 50 engaged listeners than 500 listeners who don't say a damn thing. I would rather have the smaller number because it's more engagement, it's more community, and it's more opportunities to learn and grow. The 500, a nice looking number, but they're not doing anything for the community. Well, just thinking of that too, like a, a let's say you do have that drone podcast, a drone, a drone advertiser is going to pay a hell of a lot of money, a hell of a lot more money for a you know a drone podcast that has 5,000 downloads per episode, you know, as opposed to a true crime podcast that has 10,000 downloads per episode. Exactly right. So, and that's, and that's really important. And that's why when we track analytics, we track age, location, interest groups based on advertising subsets yes. and Facebook, like all of those things are important because then you can go to an advertiser and say, look, we have 10 shows. They do 10 K across the board. What do you guys want to do? And, and, that's then a, and then they'll pick and choose. That's an important part is keeping those metrics and keeping a track of them is, is figuring out who's actually listening to your podcast. Um, you can speak a little bit more on how we're finding those numbers than I can at this moment. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it, I mean, a lot of it is again, when we plug the podcast into like, so we do our VP service. So we do a video and a podcast for a business. We'll use the video as the advertisement for the podcast on Facebook. And then the click through link will be the Apple um, application for podcasts and the way that you subset that. Cause some people are like, well, what, what if they have an Android phone? Well, Facebook has a subset where you can do iOS only and you can do mobile only. So the only people that that ad is delivering to are people that have an iPhone mm -hmm. and that's it. And that's how we advertise our podcast. Um, because we know Apple has the biggest market share and they're the most engaged listeners and that's the biggest community. Um, and then you track all those analytics once the ad is finished running, and then you just keep changing it as you go. Very yeah. important to keep track of that data if you want to get in the advertising space. If you don't, if you just want to run a podcast because it's fun and it's with your friends, who cares? You're for good. Sure. And you're doing it for yourself, and that's okay too. And yeah, and using those paid, I mean, that's something that a lot of people don't do. Is It's, it's all good <laughs> if you already have an established name to to go out there and just use your organic following if you have a lot of followers. But yeah. utilizing... um utilizing paid advertising for the start getting your name out there is not the worst idea in the world man a lot of people are doing that a lot of a lot of actors are starting their own podcast and they're taking that rogan platform but again um they're not staying consistent like one of them that has stayed very consistent is dak shepherd his podcast is really good mm -hmm. i think it's called like it's armchair or something armchair expert is what it's called it's really good. He just brings people on and he just says, I'm not the expert. You are. I just want to talk yeah. to you about the subject. And that's the whole premise of the show. It's very Rogan-esque, but Dak Shepard is fantastic. Ron Burgundy has a podcast. But yes. Not Will Ferrell. You no, know, it's a Ron character. Burgundy. Right, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, but that's a very popular lane. But again, people get either burnt out or they get discouraged because they didn't hit like they thought they would. And that's okay. Completely fine. Yep. So... Anything else before we wrap up? Well, should we talk about, I guess, two things that are dropping? Um, number one is the Speakeasy Network down in Louisville. Mm -hmm. So this is a pretty exciting project that we kind of started this episode with. Um, we are going to be opening up a first-of-its-kind studio located right here in um, Louisville, Kentucky, closer to Jefferson Town side. Um, and basically, we're going to be able to do all the things we've been talking about tonight at a premium scale for customers who want to get into the podcasting scene, um, who either have some knowledge themselves and just want a premium space to operate in that has soundproof 
um, walls, a booth engineer room, um, adjustable lighting, which is really fun. Some really comfortable seating arrangements, um, screens on the wall. I can keep going with these list of features. Um, and then, yeah, just to finally some premium top of the line equipment to do it with. Um, yeah. Or even that our top scale, talk about that for a second. Yeah, the biggest thing for us is, so I've been doing audio engineering for like six years and I really sucked at it when I started. Gotten better as time goes on, like most things. Um, so we have two engineers that are mastering the podcast for our top tier, uh, top two tiers actually. So the, the way it works is if you have a business and you say, we want to do a podcast for education, we want to do a podcast on real estate, finance, whatever it is, all you do is come in, we set you up, we level you, you record, you leave. We take care of it, we distribute it, we engineer it, we put it on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Play, SoundCloud. Any podcast platform that's out there is going on it. So all you have to do is come in and record, we take care of everything else. We do strategy meetings for social media to make sure you have the right messaging and branding, and then you take it from there. And once you hit a desired number of listeners, we help you find advertisers too. So we're building two things simultaneously. We're building a network of podcasters that can work together and network almost like a chamber of commerce, but way better. And then we're also building a portfolio of advertisers that want to advertise on these shows. And we're already getting interest in both of those categories. And it's, sure. it's pretty amazing. So I'm very excited. April 1st is our launch date. Hey, Rob, did you mention anything about video? Do we do video? We do video. So we do lots of video. No, as more far specifically. As yes. Thank <laughs> more you. specifically. <laughs> We do video in the podcast. Um, so if you want to do, um, if you want to be like a Chris D'Elia and you want to do a video podcast, you will come in, record it. You will get the audio cut. You'll get the video cut. And depending on what tier you're in, we can master those and put them together for you. Um, it's very much meant to be the easiest form of podcasting for people that want to be in the space, but don't have the time. So anyone can go and watch YouTube videos and learn audition and learn how to set up studios. Like I think most people that are in the business space are very capable of doing that much like anything else. They don't have the time. That's what this studio is. It's saving you time and it's saving you costs of the startup and having to learn all the things that we had to learn starting off. And that's a big advantage. Mm -hmm. And then I guess, the other thing we can talk about that's kind of launching simultaneously with this is um, the working title right now is the podcast podcast with Rob and Rob. So yeah. that's going to kind of be our educational outlook. On the, I don't know if you like the name yet. I kind of do. We'll it's figure great. that out. But that's going to be growing our, on me. What's that? It's growing on me. Yeah. That's going to be our educational um, look on podcasting. So not only are we going to offer the space, but we want to make sure that we're all constantly offering good content and good news and good instruction and just overall good source material to our clients and everybody else who wants to get into this wonderful outlet of podcasting. Yeah. And that'll be similar to this show in that we'll be doing two things. We'll be educating people on the podcasting space updates news and we'll also be documenting some of the things that we're learning as we're growing yep. this network yeah and um this will probably be one of the episodes too i don't know it's gonna run on both both plat both shows we'll figure it out so depends on when i get it up i guess yeah for sure so I might, you <laughs> might not hear you might be we we're recording this in march might not go up till june who knows yeah, I guess Which is, so. I guess, is a good plug for engineering services. Absolutely. Cool. <laughs> but no, that's that's another really good thing is when you, let's say you, you, have a, you come in every Tuesday to record and you have a drop day every Thursday, 
then you're consistent. You don't need to worry about finding the time to edit because we're doing that for you. We're mastering it for you. We're, we're distributing it for you. That's the value is you're saving time and you're getting consistency. All you have to do is budget an hour a week to stop by and record your show. Yep. That's it. Cool studio that will have waters in the fridge. Yep. And bourbon. maybe some juices. Absolutely. We'll have bourbon. We'll have to work that the exact logistics about that about it's around, the speakeasy but. podcast you don't think we're gonna have alcohol in it you're foolish i mean i'll have alcohol in it so yeah. you can always check johnstone's bottom drawer for sure all right that's it that's it i think we're good okay so if you guys want to reach out any questions uh for for the time being until we get the website launched which will be sometime at the end of this week early next week um start at wayneconsulting.org is the place or you can check us out on facebook Instagram, it's that WCG is the handle. All right, we'll see you there. We'll see you another time. Worst sign off ever. Take care, everyone.